live-serving communication. Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier. So if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from the lovely city of Austin, Texas, is Laura Beth Ryan. Well, welcome to the show, young lady. Well, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here with you, ladies. And I'm all about what y'all are doing in the collective consciousness of raising, you know, the elevation of the world to be more positive. And I'm so happy to be able to be a part of that. Well, we're ready to hear those words of wisdom. But first, Nicole is going to read just a short informational bio on you, and then we're going to get started. So go ahead, Nicole. Laura Beth Ryan is the owner of Cheerful Hearts, a company created to inspire, educate, and empower women. She is an in international empowerment coach, speaker, and author with over 25 years experience in personal, professional, and spiritual growth. She helps high achieving professional women who are overwhelmed and unfulfilled to minimize their stress, simplify their lives, and overcome their toughest challenges with grit and grace. Welcome to the show, Laura Beth. Thank you so much, Nicole. Overcome their challenges with grit? I like that. Yes. Is that what Cheerful Hearts is all about? Is just getting in there and getting that confidence and just really letting it shine? You pretty much got it. Um, it it's, it's a company that truthfully, the, 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 the name Cheerful Hearts came from Proverbs 17, 22 from the Bible, and it's a cheerful heart is good medicine. And so in today's society, yes, everybody is stressed out, running too fast. Um, and, and cheerful hearts is, is there to help people exactly what you said, gain more confidence, less stress, more joy, and really truly live a, a fulfilling life that they desire. Oh, you know, and that is so much needed in the world today, you know, with the chaos and upside down, the uncertainties yes. is to really start to focus on what is it that we can take charge of in our own lives, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and stay focused on that. So when you're working with, with your, you know, your clients and your customers, you know, whatever, how do you, how do you express that to them? How do you help them, you know, like say gear up to get into that focus and okay. leave, leave the chaos. So we're not dragging that energy yes. with us. That's right? perfect, Beverly. Yes. Well, um, I love my clients. I love what I do. The majority of the women that I work with are these high achieving women. I'll give you an example. One of my clients, she's one of my favorite clients and I've, I've had over the years. Um, she is a successful ophthalmo ophthalmologist, has her own small practice, husband helping support her, small children. And when she came to me, she had heard my story. And even though my story is different than hers, there is a continual theme. And that is these most, what, what society what would deem successful um, is pretty much unachievable, right? This, this chasing the Joneses and keeping up with the Joneses and the fast pace. 
So what I did for her is um, I helped her really to slow. One of the things is they tell me, wow, just to stop and take the time to speak with somebody and focus on themselves is so rare for them. So they need help. Uh, I, needed, I needed her help literally to feel better about herself. The majority of women, especially high achieving women, regardless of how much they achieve in the successful financial realm or the business world, there often is an internal dissatisfaction of feeling not good enough. You know, I hear that so much from women, not feeling good enough or not being enough. Yes. Right? And yes. When, you, when you look at all their successes, like you said, it, it's just, it's an exterior success. Yes. You know, right. And so yes. the real success comes internally. Yes, absolutely, Beverly. And they're learning that because another colleague of mine, she's, she is like way, she is so far exceeded her expectation. She's, she, you know, she's an author. She's been on major television shows. She helps people very similar to what I do, um, high performers. And she told me that she was at the top of her game and had everything. She had the, the money, she had the prestige, she had the client, she had, uh, think, you know, parties going on, you know, things that she was enjoying, but yet still, she told me she was miserable and it was so surprising. And, you know, people can wear a really good mask. I was one of those people um, before I had a spinal injury. We can maybe get into that later, but, um, and was forced to slow down. But uh, I was also, I am still a high achiever, but I, I'm what I call a, a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser and all the things, um, because the bottom line is it's great to have a driven personality, but if you're coming, a lot of times it's subconscious and it's coming from a place of fear and, and people don't even realize it, that they're trying to compete or compare or to meet this unattainable level of success. So I help them redefine, let's redefine what success really means to you. Let's really look at what matters. And then I help them break it down and how they can maybe um, take things off their plate, learn how to delegate. And they also need encouragement. The, the women supporting women and lifting each other up goes so far. Oh, that is so powerful what you just said. You know, women supporting women. And that's what this 360 Wisdom Speaks is all about, is to bring those morsels of wisdom out there to let women know, you know, and men. You know, yes, but the, it's the women that really need that focus because it's like, I guess maybe you go back in the generation or maybe the cell memory from ancient times or whatever is like, oh, they have to be the giver and the taker care of and all that kind of stuff. But we seem to put ourselves on that back burner, right? Absolutely. And, and we come in last. Can you talk a little bit about how you share with your audience, you know, and your clients and stuff on how to put the self first. Well, here's one thing I always tell them. They don't hear it often enough. Um, we have to flip the script in our mind, right? Um, most of it is mindset. And so I work with them a lot on, on changing what they're telling themselves, that negative self-talk. And so um, for the self-care part, I tell them, and I, I will tell all your listeners, self-care is not selfish. Almost everyone, if I ask them if they feel selfish, if they do anything, rest on a weekend, indulge in something for themselves, they'll raise their hands and say they feel guilty. So I help them to understand 
how important it is. It's, it's really a backwards mentality. Um, we give, we give, we give, but we can't give our best from an empty cup. So the yourself up, make sure you're taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because then you're going to have way much more to give. It's counter. People just don't realize that you're going to have more to give to everybody around you because you're going to be happier and you're not going to be frazzled and stressed out because when you give and give and give something has to give. And it's usually our temper or our frustration, you know, will come out to the ones we love the most. And we don't want to do that. That, that statement is so powerful and so true. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such deep information, you know, and the wisdom that our audience is looking for, you know, to really start to discover that self and get rid of that ish. You know, everything that adds an ish to it needs to be unished, right? I like that. You know, another good one is... um. If someone, you know, they always think I should do this or I should do that, or people tell them you should be doing this, you should be doing that. So just like the ish, I say, well, people shouldn't, if someone shoulds on you, <laughs> then, <laughs> and don't should on yourself. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that is so, that is so true. Thank you so much for sharing that. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and Nicole has some questions for you. Okay. Okay. Life-serving communication. Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier, so if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Laura Beth Ryan, calling in from Austin, Texas, has just been sharing some absolutely cheerful hearts messages that just really touch the heart you know, and, and gives us that guidance and direction. But Nicole has some questions for you there, Laura, and she is going to take you away and okay. really get into the meat and potatoes of how you actually got here. Okay. So she's all yours, Nicole. All right. So, you know, listening to the conversation here uh, with you ladies and, and saying that, hey, you know, Laura Beth, you, you are that cheery person. It does come through well. That smile is genuine. You know, we see a lot of people smiling and it's like, it's not necessarily contagious. It's almost mm. kind of, is it scary because it's not real? <laughs> you know, I just got my teeth done. And, you know, or am I at a beauty pageant? And, you know, I you know, used to be a hairdresser and a life gone way by, way, way past. But it's, it's like you start to realize that how people are mm -hmm. and they're posturing and their person and their spirit, right? When they walk in the room, you have that magnificence, but where did that come from? Because I'm looking at your bio, we didn't get to read it all, but I'd rather hear it from you. 
Sure. How did that journey begin with you or where, how did you get here? Sure. Well, it's a long journey, so I'll, I'll and we don't have much time. So I'm going to start with it all started and where Cheerful Heart was born was in a place of pain. Um, I was 28 years old running around trying to be that perfect mother had the ideal of the white picket fence and the husband worked and I was super hands-on but I had too high of expectations of myself so I pushed my little body who had already been in a car accident at 18 um, and I'm married at 19 and so I just had back-to-back -back babies was either nursing or pregnant for 10 years straight and trying to be super mom and do it all and vacuuming and keeping it clean and the baby food and what I didn't realize is that it would have been just fine to ask for help. You know, I kind of wanted to be like the Brady Bunch, but I forgot the Brady Bunch had an Alice, right? Yeah, they sure did. So, but a lot of women forget that, including myself. So um, to push my body, I, the, when I was pregnant with the last one, bent over, and then the ligaments, ligaments in my SI joints, which is basically your hip down the left kind of tailbone, it completely ripped. And I was in excruciating nerve pain and um, the doctors, it was, it was devil at first, you know, I was pregnant. They put me to bed and it was basically two hips dislocated. So I couldn't sit up, um, no core anymore. And after I had the baby, I somewhat got better, but, but when I bent over one time to pick up an injured child, it literally was the straw that broke my back and, and the whole low back all the way down the sacrum was in excruciating nerve pain. Um, it allowed me for no core. I couldn't even get functional wheelchair, so I had to be in bed. And that was the only way that the pain would go away. So of course I went through depression, terrible depression. Um, and I want your listeners to know that when something devastating happens, you don't have to be put on fake positive. You have to be real. You have to be able to express your grief. You just can't stay there. And so after grieving the loss, um, I had to find my why. My why was those boys. I had to hang on because really I didn't want to live a life like that. I, all the old feelings that I used to have of worthlessness magnified. That's, you know, that's incredible because it's, you know, we all experience grief in a different way and our pain differently. And we have to be able to express pain. We are emotional beings, right? Yes. We're in our meat suit. We're here to experience life. And it's in that experience that we are angry, we are sad, we are depressed, but we mm -hmm. are happy, we are jubilated. We share the joy of love and the birthing of children. And, you know, and then you get into how do you take care of yourself when you're in that place? But it's that divine intervention that says, hey, you're not taking care of you, Beth. You're taking care of everybody else. The you're only right. way you'll stop is if you're in debilitating pain, right? You're so right. listening and to I the keys of expression, mm -hmm. right? And, yes. and how do you yes. go get from the bed? You're like, hello, anybody out there? Yes. Any, well, this is not fair. This is not okay. Yes. It was, I mean, it was, uh, you can imagine from someone that never sat down and loved being active and all these little boys running around four boys and then boom it's gone so you know I, I encourage people to reach out for support when you feel that way because one of the things is we uh, i learned is that because you know high achievers typically don't want to ask for help 
And it's important to know that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. And that you don't always have to be the strongest one in the room, that you need to express and talk to somebody. Even if you're just stressed out and overwhelmed, it's important to talk about it from outside parties. So I did that. I got help. And then after I got some therapy, I, I literally, I hung on to my faith. I was a strong Christian, but boy, did I have a lot of questions and boy, did I doubt. And I, I didn't understand, but I decided one day, and this is where the mindset, I couldn't control everything around me. I couldn't control the physical body, but what I could control was my mind. And so I literally woke up and had to decide, okay, I am going to choose joy. And when I did that, everything changed. I love that. Choosing joy, you know, and, and, CEOs and having been in that corporate life and managed and been a leader to develop that self-leadership within to understand the awareness and the awakening of what's going on around you. Great CEOs, leaders, and managers don't dictate, they delegate. You, yes. give, you give those tasks to the stronger people around you and let them accomplish it so you can be in your magic. You can be creative and you can yes. heal. And yes. that's when you start to do that, you start to heal. And what a blessing for your children, for you to come back around and say, hey, I, I did. mom's back. Mom's and I, back. I, I, I decided I'm going to wake up every morning, even if it's in a bed, and I'm going to just do what I, I'm going to, I can be there to love them, give them attention. They got more time for me, all focused because I wasn't running around being busy. So I looked for the positive. <laughs> You have to look for the positive. There's always going to be something in your head that's the negative, but you literally have to look for the positive. And that's the gratitude piece. That gratitude, you asked me earlier, how do I have this inner joy? One is my faith, because I know that I am in the hands of the Lord and, and he sustains me, right? I'm sustained and I'm empowered. And in my weakness, I know my strengths because I'm such a strong personality. I'm so dependent on God for all the different health issues that I have to do what I do. So it really, it helps keep me humble. And it also um, makes me slow down. Like I can't go fast like I'd like to. Um, and, and that brings me to my poem. One of the things in those 10 years that I was bedridden, that cheerful heart started with a greeting card and gift line. So in my darkest hours of pain, I would get, I believe, supernatural like burst of hope and inspiration because it certainly wasn't my feeling at the time. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote in in in, in uh, spiral brown notebooks. The things would just bubble up, even songs. And I wasn't even a songwriter um, would come up. And so I knew. And then I had the name Triple Hearts. And once I had this inner healing that God did in me, where I knew I was valuable, important, regardless of what I did, but because of who I am because I am just loved for who I am. And so when I really truly learned that love, then I found that inner joy. And then I was able to take all the writing that I did. I knew it wasn't just for me because they were words of hope, words that speak to the soul. And I partnered with an illustrator from my bed with my laptop and we created a greeting card and gift line with all my words and her helping me put the artwork together. Wow, that is so spectacular what you've done. And that is words of encouragement to our audience. And I was going to ask you for tips, but you already gave them. And that was perfect. It's like she's reading my mind, right? Oh, Laura, it has been so much a delight having you here today and sharing your story. And it's, it is about finding the greatness 
in things that may not look so great. And, and I really believe what you're saying. You know, God puts us in a position to get us back on track and to focus for what needs to happen. And you did that and you're sharing that with the world. So thank you so much for being our guest here today. Thank you, Nicole. And we're going to sign off with 360 Wisdom Speaks with these massive words of wisdom from our guest today. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Life-serving communication. Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier. So if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today.